chills, dreamy summer bites, flashes of horror and suspense, bite back at the fear. The Truth of Intercourse, an excerpt from an essay by Robert Louis Stevenson. Pitiful is the case of the blind who cannot read the face, pitiful that of the deaf who cannot follow the changes of the voice. And there are others also to be pitied, for there are some of an inert, uneloquent nature who have been denied all of the symbols of communication, who have neither a lively play of facial expression, nor speaking gestures, nor a responsive voice, nor yet the gift of frank explanatory speech. People truly made of clay, people tied for life into a bag which no one can undo. They are poorer than the gypsy, for their heart can speak no language under heaven. Such people we must learn slowly by the tenor of their acts, or through yea and nay communications, or we must take them on trust on the strength of a general air. And now and again, when we see the spirit breaking through in a flash, correct or change our estimate. But these will be uphill intimacies, without charm or freedom to the end. And freedom is the chief ingredient in confidence. Some minds, romantically dull, despise physical endowments. That is a doctrine for a misanthrope. To those who like their fellow creatures, it must always be meaningless. And for my part, I can see few things more desirable. After the possession of such radical qualities as honor and humor and pathos, than to have a lively and not a stolid countenance, to have looks to correspond with every feeling, to be elegant and delightful in person, so that we shall please even in the intervals of active pleasing, and may never discredit speech with uncouth manners or become unconsciously our own burlesque. But of all unfortunates, there is one creature, for I will not call him man, conspicuous in misfortune. This is he who has forfeited his birthright of expression, who has cultivated artful innotations, who has taught his face tricks like a pet monkey, and on every side perverted or cut off his means of communication with his fellow men. The body is a house of many windows. There we all sit, showing ourselves and crying on the passerbys to come and love us. But this fellow has filled his windows with opaque glass, elegantly colored. His house may be admired for its design. The crowd may pause before the stained windows, but meanwhile, the poor proprietor must lie languishing within, uncomforted, unchangeably alone. Truth of intercourse is something more difficult than to refrain from open lies. It is possible to avoid falsehood, and yet not tell the truth. It is not enough to answer formal questions. 
To reach the truth by yay and nay communications implies a questioner with a share of inspiration, such as is often found in mutual love. Yay and nay mean nothing. The meaning must have been related in the question. Many words are often necessary to convey a very simple statement. For in this sort of exercise, we never hit the gold. The most that we can hope is by many arrows, more or less far off on different sides, to indicate, in the course of time, for what target we are aiming. And after an hour's talk, back and forth, to convey the purport of a single principle or a single thought. And yet, while the curt, pithy speaker misses the point entirely, a wordy babbler will often add three new offenses in the process of excusing one. It really is a most delicate affair. The world was made before the English language, and seemingly upon a different design. Suppose we held our converse not in words, but in music. Those who have a bad ear would find themselves cut off from all near commerce, and no better than foreigners in this big world. But we do not consider how many have a bad ear for words, nor how often the most eloquent find nothing to reply. I hate questioners and questions. There are so few that can be spoken to without a lie. Do you forgive me? Madame and sweetheart, so far as I have gone in life, I have never yet been able to discover what forgiveness means. Is it still the same between us? Why, how can it be? It is eternally different, and yet you are still the friend of my heart. Do you understand me? God knows I should think it highly improbable. The cruelest lies are often told in silence. A man may have sat in a room for hours and not opened his teeth, and yet come out of that room a disloyal friend or a vile calumniator. And how many loves have perished because, from pride or spite or diffidence or that unmanly shame which withholds a man from daring to betray emotion, a lover, at the critical point of the relation, has but hung his head and held his tongue. And again, a lie may be told by a truth, or a truth conveyed through a lie. Truth to facts is not always truth to sentiment. And part of the truth, as often happens in answer to a question, may be the foulest calumny. A fact may be an exception, but the feeling is the law, and it is that which you must neither garble nor belie. The whole tenor of a conversation is part of the meaning of each separate statement. The beginning and the end define and travesty the intermediate conversation. You never speak to God. You address a fellow man, full of his own tempers, and to tell truth, rightly understood, is not to state the true facts, but to convey a true impression, truth in spirit, not truth to letter, is the true veracity. To reconcile averted friends, a jesuitical discretion is often needful, not so much to gain a kind hearing as to communicate sober truth. Women have an ill name in this connection, yet they live in as true relations. 
The lie of a good woman is the true index of her heart. It takes, says Thoreau, in the most noblest and most useful passage I remember to have read in any modern author, two to speak truth, one to speak and another to hear. dark stories. People who have experienced a touch of the dark side. People who are a little wiser to the world. People who like their bones chilled and their spines tingled. People like you and me. It's hard to find a story these days that write on the dark side with a touch of whimsy, humor, and heart. Mav Sky spreads her dark wings and solves this problem for you. Head on over to Amazon and type Mav Sky's name into the search engine. M-A-V-S-K-Y-E. At Amazon, you'll find her Tales to Chill Your Bones series, Girl Clown Hatchet series, Supergirl series, her cult classic novel, Wanted Single Rails, and of course, her brand new release, Cold Hangs the Midnight. Choose your dark flavor and head on over to Amazon today. <laughs> <laughs> 